Hello and welcome to the Gear of the Week show here on the Golfman YouTube channel and for the first time in podcast format as well. Yes, you can now listen to us on the go, in the car, in the gym, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're available on Apple, Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcast from. Just type in Golfman, the Gear of the Week show and we should pop up. So we're available on YouTube, available on podcast and we've got a huge episode today chatting about three major launches. We've got TaylorMade Stealth 2, Cobra Aerojet and Ping G430. I'm joined by two of the most informed men in the business, I would say, to chat about this as well. Very excited. Neil Tappin, Joel Tadman. Uh, Neil, come to you first. How are you? I'm good. I'm quite pleased that this is available on podcast format. People don't have to see me, which is usually quite a good thing on these calls. I think we have a huge spike of podcast listeners now. That availability is is there. Uh, Joel, how are you? I'm good. Hello to everyone who is listening to this as a podcast. If you're in the car drive safe but do enjoy this episode because it is it is a humdinger yeah we've, we've gone we've gone on podcast format with one of the biggest episodes of the gear of the week show yet i think but before we crack on with these three major launches uh we have to start with the quiz question it's not a gear of the week show without one uh so neil what have you got for us gear theme question please okay so i'm going back i'm going from uh the gear launches that we're going to talk about today to the previous launches that we talked about on the last episode of the gear of the week if you haven't seen it or heard it go to our youtube channel to find out more and i'm going to ask you a question about the callaway paradigm family of golf clubs in particular the irons right so joel if you get this wrong you're, you're in, in trouble, trouble. you're <laughs> in trouble you might have to be substituted out for the next episode so in uh, so the callaway paradigm irons is are a hollow construction but what do Callaway put into the hollow construction of their head to make the irons feel super smooth Joel's well, nodding I, I know nodding away. Joel, you okay. know this which you means, know that, should know which this. means that we have to go to Dan first I'm going to use I'm going to use um some not common sense but just some thoughts here I've not I don't know off the top of my head immediately but I'm going to get it some sort of polymer insert that just makes them feel you know nice and soft and make those acoustics nice am i on the right i'm in the ballpark there joel you are uh it, it is a polymer of sorts you're in the ballpark you're playing a different sport i'm in the, the i'm in the ball i'm in the ballpark playing football at the minute i'm not hitting a baseball <laughs> that's all right Te the, the technical phrase i believe neil is urethane microspheres joel Ooh. correct which i oh, can't wow. quite remember it's like T thousands of tiny it's like other air bubbles or i can't remember what they are but they're very tiny bubbles that allow the material to kind of compress without slowing the face so it dampens the vibration but it doesn't slow the face down slow the face down yeah that's right and, and, and i think with hollow construction irons there's always that worry they aren't going to feel great the big improvement i think we've seen over the last few years has been the improvement of the sound and the feel of these golf clubs whilst also getting what you'd hope you'd get which would be you know a hot face plenty of distance and good forgiveness as well so yes well done joel bad luck dan um you, not even half a point i'm afraid you i was just going to ask for half a point I was just going to ask for half a point but fair enough you nip me in the butt they're fine and i know one of the clubs we're talking about today has a similar sort of technology in its irons to help that you know nice acoustic soft feel in a hollow construction body so you know good linking there neil back to last yeah. week's episode and to some of the stuff we're talking about today well done um okay so three huge launches to talk about today um we're gonna rattle through all three sort of 
you know, what's the tech, our first impressions of them. Obviously, you can read the full reviews for each club we're talking about. I'll make sure those links are in the description uh, and we'll have way more content throughout the rest of the year sort of comparing these drivers and giving our full reviews of them. But uh, let's talk about them. Uh, some have just launched today uh, and, and one yesterday. So let's start with TaylorMade Stealth 2. Um, I think we all sort of expected it to be Stealth 2 after the after the success of Stealth and after the sort of major story that was launching in 2022. Um, so Neil, I'll come to you to start with on the drivers. Um, what's new for 2023 and what are your first impressions um, on, on looks? And, and were you equally as unsurprised to see Stealth 2 and the Stealth name continue into 2023? Uh, yeah, I was. I mean, given the amount of um, sway they've put into the introduction of a carbon face, in uh, a driver for the first time i wasn't hugely surprised um and it was interesting to see that with the new version of the stealth they've made this their this has got more carbon in a driver than they've had before i think is is the right way of putting it um which should allow them to make their drivers more forgiving higher moi more forgiving but this is definitely and i think people will, will know this as soon as they look at the the products this is a an evolutionary product so this is not a giant shift from what they had last year, both in terms of the looks and the tech that, that, that's in the club head, um, which personally I think is a good thing because I really, really liked the original Stealth Driver. What you do have with this version is they've changed the looks sort of subtly, but in a quite an important way. That matte crown that we had before, which looked very cool, very Stealth-like, has been changed. It's now a glossy crown, um, which probably makes the driver look a little bit more inviting to hit certainly for higher handicappers um but to me i don't know i just think it is, doesn't feel quite as cool maybe as yeah. the previous generation it's not a huge difference but it's it's something to to notice i believe they've made the red on the face slightly brighter not something that i really picked up on myself um it, one thing i did pick up on when i was testing it on the golf course so i've used the stealth drivers a couple of times testing on launch monitor and on the golf course and i felt like the feel was just slightly different with this new version perhaps slightly softer even the more of a duller contact feel than i had yeah. in the previous generation would be one of the things that i i picked up on what the other thing i picked up on was how forgiving it was I did think that and, and and actually this is something that we've seen across the board with the drivers this year that the improvements that have been made to me seem to be in the the way of increasing the level of consistency that, that people are getting that's something that i noticed with the stealth uh one other quick thing to mention is that with the standard and with the uh, hd version of the stealth 2 you have this kind of red ring that sits around the back of the driver that i just think looks fantastic down behind the ball you don't have that in the plus version you can't see that red ring address which i think is a bit of a shame because i think that looks absolutely superb so um an evolutionary product from taylor made yeah that that's not to say it's not very good it certainly is well summarized neil i think that's sort of hitting all the notes with stealth too and i've been able to see it in person but not but not hit it yet uh that gloss crown is quite shiny i think versus aerojet which we'll talk about in a minute and paradigm which which also employ a gloss crown they've gone for that carbon effect which makes it a little bit deeper and that black a little bit deeper the red's a little bit more ruby i would suggest in shade the shade's very subtly changed but i agree i love that sort of red ring around the back of it um on the uh, uh the hd and, and the standard model um 
Joel, what were your first impressions getting it in hand? Um, you know, looks wise, and I think Neil's kind of hit the nail on the head here. Very much evolutionary, but that's not a bad thing, right? Yeah, it's not a drastic departure from where we were with stealth, but I just I think it looks a little bit cooler. Um, yeah, it's it's very minor kind of subtle improvements, especially with the drivers. I think in the fairways, there's a bit more going on. There's a bit more change in some of the technologies and the innovation, especially in that plus fairway wood now with that massive 50 gram weight in the back that slides forward and back depending on where you want it kind of goes inside the cavity it's quite a cool idea it's not a completely new concept we saw something with uh, with similar with the mizuno i think it was the st190 fairy wood which had quite a big weight that you move back and forward but this one is a lot heavier so it's going to change those launch and spin characteristics a lot more and it has a carbon crown as well so that should help lower the cg get it launching high we know those stealth that stealth plus or the, the plus fairway wood model from TaylorMade has always been an absolute rocket launcher and I think this is probably going to be the fastest and highest launching that we've ever seen with that really heavy weight the carbon crown it's going to really help people hit long um, towering shots off the deck and it's going to be really useful off the tee with that low spin as well yeah I was going to just touch on a quick thing around fairway woods and drivers I think people always with drivers are looking for giant leaps forward from one generation to the next not that i think a lot of people probably are wise to the fact they're probably not going to see massive massive improvements i think the improvements that we see tend to be incremental i think you do tend to see bigger improvements in fairway woods that seems to be one area an area where the brands have made real big leaps in the last few years and this is another good example of that um and i would say i know that we said it before on the gear of the week but it's worth saying again that if you haven't been fitted for a, a new fairway wood for a while or if you haven't invested in a new fairway wood for a while and you're thinking about treating yourself to something new then fairway woods might be one of those areas where you see a really big improvement and it's something i don't think enough people have gapped properly or maybe invested in seven would be i've talked about seven woods it feels like every episode because i don't know i quite like them but again this model if you are looking for something new could really fit in that top end of the bag uh really well um Price-wise, worth talking about uh, the Plus model, uh, which is sort of the lower spinning, better ball striker, faster swing speed club, £529. Uh, the other two models, so the HD and the standard, 499 So sort of sitting in the mid to high end compared to other products this year, which is interesting. Tenor normally tend to sit a little bit higher than that. Um, we have some irons as well, Joel. Um, what are the new irons in the Stealth 2 range? Just one new iron, I believe. Yeah, it's not a Stealth 2. It's an addition to the game improvement line. So we saw last year TaylorMade consolidate their game improvement offerings into one model, but now they've uh, added to that with the Stealth HD, which is an unconventional approach to um, a game improvement or a super game improvement club. I've got it here for everyone. It looks huge to me. What's the deal well, there? You can see how kind of shallow the height wow. is of yeah. the club and how wide the sole is. So... Um, this is obviously designed to help slower swingers get the ball up in the air. We see game improvement irons getting stronger and stronger, kind of alienating those slower swingers in terms of producing like an optimum ball flight for carry distance. And we've seen some brands come back at that with more with higher lofted game improvement clubs like the Mizuno JPX uh, 923 HL, a high launch option. So these are larger clubs, but with weaker lofts. So um, really helping slower swingers get more height and uh, carry distance. As I said, this is an unconventional approach to it. Has a, a bit of a look of a chipper club to it because it's yeah. so shallow. Um, whether you want a bag of chippers or a set of chippers in your bag is debatable. And, and don't get me wrong, th this club does a great job 
or getting the ball up and getting it turned over, turning over from right to left. Like I was hitting shots on, on the range with it and they were going a long way left. It's not designed for me. It's designed for kind of beginners, newcomers to the game, inconsistent strikers who need help getting the ball up and not curving off to the right with a slice. It definitely delivers that. The looks will divide opinion. Why they had to go so drastic on the visuals um, is something obviously TaylorMade will need to answer, but it does do the job of delivering the performance that those sorts of golfers need. So, um, yeah, it's one, if, you're, if you can get past the looks, it's definitely function over form. Um, it, you know, it will perform for those sorts of golfers. Yeah, that's a fair analysis. It's definitely not for you, Joel. I've seen you hit the ball. You're a good ball striker. You don't need that. No, you're very, you're too. Um, uh, it reminds me almost of T-rail irons, you know, almost like a set of, they're all re- like slightly rescue that sort of shallow, deep look. Uh, very interesting, though. But uh, so are they alongside the stealth iron from last year? Is that correct? The sort of more Yeah, so interestingly, yeah, the stealth carries over, um, which is not something we've seen before, really. Nice. No. Um, so this is in a, I mean, stealth is a very good iron, so it makes sense to carry that over. Um, it was a very popular iron and performed really well, so... Yeah, that's still the the out and out distance option for the majority of golfers. But you know, as I said, this is kind of a, a bit more of a niche club for those really slower swingers or people who have a really strong slice to their ball flight would really see the benefits of these kind of draw biased irons. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad they carried that over because as you said, it was a good product. It felt like a waste just to get rid of it after a year. I think it looks fantastic for a cavity back club as well. Um so interesting if that's as popular this year as well. Um so that's stealth two. Uh, huge auction Taylor made good to see that red face still there all very exciting uh, let's move on to Cobra they have just announced or yesterday rather they announced Aerojet um, every time I say that I want to break into uh, Jet by by Wings you know that song I quite like that um, so I like this name I'm into it um, but a, a new look for Cobra and for me a serious driver um, we'll, I'll come on to Tech in a minute Neil because I know you and I have both hit this uh, the the standard version has gone straight into my bag and it's to me it's just a bit of a it's a bit of a rocket i've really enjoyed hitting it uh would you concur before we get stuck into what this driver is all about i would yes good good i'm um, on the same page uh, j- just worth saying is a bit of a bit of background on on cobra drivers they've been very good for the last few generations yeah, so i wasn't surprised to see this was also an extremely good driver what one of the things that we're all we're trying to sort of task ourselves with is to have a look through the tech that the manufacturers have come up with and the marketing around that tech and then try and see whether what we're seeing on the launch monitor out on the golf course corresponds to what they're saying and with the aerojet they've got this new shape that should be more aerodynamic and so sort of had a had a good hit of it on the launch monitor up against a load of other drivers and then not really thinking too much about the results just hitting them gathering the data and then i sat down and had a look through all the data and for me this is this was one of the fastest moving club heads of everything that i tested which is most of the new products for for this year so really impressed and it, what was interesting for me was that the of all the clubs i hit on my main testing day the standard version of the cobra aerojet was the fastest through the air even faster than the ls version which should be a bit interesting quicker. interesting but i just think that's because i was a bit more consistent with it and you know what it's like when you're swinging a club that you feel like you're in control of your speed gets a bit better you start swinging it and that's the only thing i can really put it put it down to but it was i had a club head speed with that cobra aerojet standard aerojet drive of 116.5 which for me is very quick delivering ball speed just under 169 um and 
it was long as a result as it's going to be you know it's a good driver and it, it was quick but what what one the only criticism it's not really a criticism it's a sort of taste thing really is i just don't i think in the last few years with cobra definitely with the rad speed and definitely with the f9 products that they had they were quite exciting to look at they had that kind of quite colorful powerful pop to them this one is a bit more dialed back in terms of its looks i i, I like it it's more yeah in some ways it's more premium but it's perhaps a little bit but less exciting but that's why i think cobra have done it tappers i think prior to f9 and maybe including f9 with that big yellow colorway they were not up there with Titleist, with Ping, with TaylorMade, Callaway as, as a serious driver brand. What I think they've realized now is they are, they're making some of the best drivers out there. Let's make them look like that and a bit more premium and less, less shouting colorful like this because it's a proper serious driver. Do you see what I'm saying? And I agree that it's, it's toned down. It's, it's, you know, the black, black, white and blue touch of red colorway, but it feels more yeah, serious. I think I'd say not, not that it isn't, hasn't been before. Um, yeah. And, and listen, I, I like the look of it. I did like the look of it. So I'm probably um, nitpicking, you know, yeah, exactly. Splitting hairs a bit. Um, it's It's got that. It, so to look down on from above at a dress, the driver has a kind of gray finish to it. And, and again, yeah. it's another gloss, slight, it's a glossy uh, crown. So interesting to see brands like TaylorMade and, and Cobra going away from that finishes on the glosses in gloss gloss is very much in for 2023 glosses back you know <laughs> it has the carbon effect kind of sitting underneath that it looks it, the shapes are very classic i mean across the board the shapes are all very classic and simple yeah the, version is the smallest looking and then it gets a little bit bigger and then a little bit bigger again as you move what, into the max version what i love about the ls is it because of it so it's got progressive aero shaping so the story is aero this year hence the name um and the idea is, as you've experienced, Neil, and as I've experienced, um, that more aerodynamic head allows me to swing pretty much at the same speed I was swinging at prior, but generating more club head speed because that club head is working more efficiently. Um, interestingly, so the LS looks smaller because of the way they've, it's got a much higher skirt at the back. So from down, it looks more compact, but it's 457cc, so only three less than the sort of forgiveness versions. So what you're finding, I think, from that LS and what I find in my testing, I don't know if you agree or not, is... A little bit more forgiveness from a, a lower spinning compact looking head so i think the the faster swing speed players the better ball strikers are going to find more forgiveness from their lower spinning product yeah and that's one of the big findings for me across the board again joel thoughts on this one um you've had it in your hand I, i'm not sure if you hit it yet or not but you've seen it now thoughts on how it looks thoughts on this story and sort of your anecdotal hearings of, of what we think of it yeah, I had a brief hit with the driver, and uh, I think it was the LS one. And it's just the feel of it. It just feels really, really solid. I haven't hit it on launch monitor, just on the range. Anecdotally, yeah. just feels as solid as anything else out there. And, you know, for the price it comes in at, I think there's probably a bit more value there than maybe other brands with, with prices going up. Um, Absolutely, yeah. So 429 for each head. So you got the LS head standard and a max head, which is a, a sort of more forgiving draw bias head. So yeah, I definitely agree. That is, you know, £100 cheaper than the, the plus from Stealth. We'll come on to ping in a minute, another £100 cheaper. Uh, and the performance seems to be there. Um, I'll come on to the iron in a minute, Joel. But Neil, you rated the LTDX from last year very highly. I put it in my ultimate bag uh, for the driver last year as well. Um, as much as we raved about it, what is your um, model to model comparison? You know, what sort of gains are we getting, if any, here? Yeah. So, standard version, I was 
I picked up club head speed, I picked up ball speed, and I picked up around about five or six yards through the air, but I was hitting the aerojet a little higher. So I think the overall distance was probably um, was wasn't as, the gain wasn't quite as big. Um, but I think I would probably do it make if I wanted to get myself fully dialed in for the new Aerojet, I could probably make some changes to bring down that ball flight um, and optimize overall distance. So I think it's it's not like as with anything, it's not night and day departure from what we've seen before from Cobra. But for me, it's an improvement. It's a step in the right. It's a step in a better direction, which is yeah. impressive. And it is interesting to see them be able to improve on what was a good LTDX. Um, and if you've not upgraded for three or four years, I think it's any one of new premium driver is going to be a contender this year. Uh, I'll briefly touch on fairways. Same sort of technology that hot faces in there. Uh, the power bridge gives you that flexing face. You've got uh, the uh, you got LS a standard and a max. Interestingly, the LS uh, three wood is what's called a big tour shape, so 172 cc, which I quite like. And the five wood in that is a more compact shape. So again, if you're a a good ball striker, high swing speed player. This Aerojet range has got a lot of nice little sort of differentiations to it, I would suggest. Um, and you've got the Aerojet hybrid as well, again, incorporating all the same thing. And you've got one length as well, um, if that's um, to your taste. Uh, Joel comes to the irons very briefly. Aerojet irons, uh, you know, hollow cavity back. Same text in it. You've got power bridge, you've got hot face. Um, what were your thoughts on them? Because I know they did, they've done a lot or tried to do a lot to make these look more compact or at least sort of do some subtle changes aesthetically that make you think it's a more compact iron than it is. What were your thoughts in testing this? Yeah, I don't think they've moved it on drastically, to be honest, from a looks or performance perspective from the, the LTDX. You know, this is a, a very strong game improvement iron that I struggled to flight last year and I'm struggling to flight this one. Uh, you know, the seven iron's 26 and a half degrees. Really um, strong, that, isn't it? I, I, I don't really think it's moved from last year, but it's just strong. The, the, the only thing I would you're right, they have made it more look more compact by chamfering both sides of the top line, so making yeah. it more rounded, essentially, which does make the top line look a bit better. It's a very inviting club to hit. It's very powerful. It produces a lot of distance. Um, you'll probably see a lot of sets starting at a five iron, maybe even a six iron for some golfers, which kind of offsets that inability to flight the ball if you're using the, the high-numbered clubs to get more distance um that's one way to get a slightly higher ball flight um but in a like for like seven iron it will go quite low compared to other clubs um but it was just a little bit more consistent for me just on a launch monitor kind of when you don't quite hit the middle you know especially low on the face it just gave me a bit more speed than the ltdx so very marginal gains don't i wouldn't say it necessarily looks any better but um probably a little bit more forgiving off center Wonderful. Um, I think I'd agree. I've had a brief hit with them, not quite in the right shaft either. So I don't think I can, I'm, I don't want to go too hard on them. Uh, but an excellent range. I think that drive is going to be a big hit this year with with golfers. I know we've enjoyed it so far. Like I said, check out our more in-depth reviews. Uh, links in the description, etc. Um, that is out on February the 10th, by the way, in the UK and the US. Uh, right. Last but not least from this big launch day, Ping G430, Pingerback. Yay. Cheers. Yep. Good. Two years. Um, two years. Two years. Since years thing. Uh, and, you know, unlike uh, the people who come up with Paradigm and Aerojet, um, not a, too long a meeting, I think, for this new name, G430. We'd expected this. I like it. It's consistent. It's clean. It's ping. Um, 
looks wise as well. At least they've given well. it a name. At least they've given it a name. Unlike their putters, when they yeah can't think of a single name, they've, just they've gone, gone for the year. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, so G four thirty. We're back with Ping. We're excited. Uh, Neil, give us the lowdown on these. Um, looks wise, I've seen them. I've not hit them. I've had them in person. You know, not a great leap. You know, a bit of color here and there. But I think I like it. It's classic. It's Ping. Uh, what are your thoughts? It, it is. Um, I've been looking forward to this one actually for a while because I think whenever Ping launch another G range of products, you know you're going to get something that's really user friendly. That whatever they do, the, the last thing they're going to do is make their products you know harder to hit. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a Ping product in terms of the, the, all the design efforts are going to be in there to make the game a bit easier for people. And I think that's what they've done again with the G uh, four thirty launch. Um, the, the techs, the tech in the drivers, um, they've got their uh, spin consistency face. Consistency uh, is back. Is what yeah. they call it, uh, which is quite—it's uh, hard for me to explain. Sort of off the top of my head, I would have to look at my notes uh, in detail. But essentially, what you're what, what you're getting is more consistency of spin when you strike the ball from different areas of the face they've also worked on the sound and the feel of the new that, g430 products sorry to put in the sound is the big one for me i've had the g425 for about a year now i'm kind of fed up with that loud tingy pingy noise excuse the pun and i think they knew that and have really worked on it right they have they've toned the sound down a bit it sounds to me more powerful to me it sounds a bit better it's not it's not um it's not night and day giant departure from where it was before but it's better to me it sounds more powerful through impact which is exactly what i was after and i was pleased to see that they were working on it um it's not as as perhaps as muted and as some might say powerful as you'll get for instance with that uh the paradigm driver maybe with the cobra and the tailor made it sits a little bit above that to my ear it does but I think it's better. And I think for those people that want something that they still want something that they can swing and get the ball up and away, it sounds great. It does. It sounds um, it sounds better. It, it's, it's an improvement on that front. Um, and actually, in the LST version of the Ping G430, they've introduced a, something called a carbon wrap. So it's a it's a carbon crown, which we've not seen in the G driver yeah. for a I don't know. I, I might be speaking out of turn. We certainly we saw it in a Rapture driver, I think, a few years ago. I don't think we've seen it in a G driver. It's been a while since they've there, gone for it. Me, please do. Yeah, it's been a while at least. Yeah, so they've introduced this carbon. Um, it's called carbon fly wrap onto the crown of the driver. It's again, obviously, it's a weight saving measure. It also adds a little bit of a different look to the LST version of the driver. I think it looks super, um, and I also quite like the way it performed as well. Yes, so that carbon fly wrap just in the LST model. We've got as ping keep it nice and consistent. We've got SFT, uh, which is your straight flight technology for your slicers or faders. We've got your max, which is your standard, and then your LST, uh, your low spin, uh, fast swing speed of the world. Uh, Joel, opinions on the G430? Building on Neil there, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, no, I, mean, I love the look of it. You know, I've never been sold on the turbulators, but that aside, I think there's a lot to really like about the way this driver looks and performs. There's a lot of technology going into it, adjustability. Obviously, the carbon crown on the LST driver in particular is really exciting. It's gone down really well with the tour players. And uh, for anyone who's wondering why it isn't on the other two drivers, I have I have the answer here. I, I chatted Excellent. to Ryan Stoke, Stocky from Ping, who's one of their senior engineers, and he was telling me that it's because because the LST is slightly shorter, 
it manages stress a bit differently. It also has the lightest back weight. And because it's a bit more robust structurally, they were able to implement the carbon crown on the LST, but they didn't see the benefit of putting it on the other two drivers. So that's the reason. Hopefully that clears things up. Um, yeah. Good work, Joel. Uh, a bit of investigative journalism there, I guess. Thank you. I felt as if the the result in terms of the way the driver looked was that you get something in that LST version that is a bit more compact. So it's I think it's a little bit smaller, 440cc, the LST version versus 460 yeah. and the others. Um, but it so it's a little bit more compact. But in no way did I think it looked or felt intimidating to look down on. I mm. still felt like it was really it, it felt like it looked generous easy to hit down behind the ball i think that's a really good thing to have pulled off actually and it's also because of that high tech it's got that really kind of techie look to it so you've got the turbulators then the two-tone crown where it goes from matte black into the carbon effect Mm. behind it it just to me it screams technology that driver yeah and and did and you know it's saying the lst looked more forgiving behind the ball did it perform like that? Because I'm I'm a golfer who's always in the middle of a standard or maybe do I go into the LS version? And I found with the Aerojet, the payoff wasn't quite there for me to go into the LS version because I lost a bit of consistency and I still hit the normal one a long way. How did the Ping G430 LST and the Max compare? Could you see more Max golfers going into the LST? I, do you know, you and I are similar then, Dan, because I'm always in between the two, quite like the I'm lowest bit performance, but when I get onto the golf course, I tend to veer towards the, the standard models a bit more. I think if I was picking right now between the two, I would probably go for the LST version of this. I felt like I could I could benefit from that extra low spin performance without losing out on a huge amount. Um, and I think it looks, I think it looks, I think it looks really cool. Interestingly, I think, Joel, I'm right in saying it's slightly more expensive is it the LST version. That's correct. In in the UK, it's fifty pounds more expensive. So you you are paying for the extra kind of looks and and performance. Yeah, five hundred seventy five pounds versus five two five in the others. Feels we we just got that through before we start recording. Actually, that feels like a well not. I'm not saying it shouldn't be that much, and you know production costs have gone up in that. But for a ping, that feels a lot. They've gone in with this. But as you said, Neil, it looks like it does. You know, it doesn't. It looks premium, and it feels to perform it as well. Um, yeah, and each of the drivers. Is, sorry, sorry, Dan. Each of the three drivers has that movable weight in the back of the head as well, yeah. which you don't get with other brands. Most of the other brands, they either have one head where you can move weights around to help affect shot shape, um, or you can move weights in the sole to help affect shot shape. Yes. With, with Ping, you've got all three heads have that movable weight in the back of the head, which I don't, I don't know. It it, it seems it, it seems to be a something that it looks great in the club and I should think as a fitting tool for people is just that is, is handy to help dial people in. Yeah, definitely. And your review will be in the description now, so I can probably give it away. I believe you're giving it a full five stars, one of them. Which which model are you giving the five? Uh, the LST version, yeah. Wow, that's huge. We've not seen a five-star drive for a long time. Um, so that's exciting. We're big fans of the LST. Um, Joel... Irons, you're our Irons man. We have G430 Irons, and these have got a really interesting bit of tech right in the back there. I'm sure you're going to show us in a minute and talk to us about. There it is. Mm. What is it, and how were they? Uh, very good. This is the the Pur Flex badge, P-U-R Flex badge. Uh, it's a very complex design that essentially um, dampens the vibrations while still allowing the face to flex. To give you more ball speed so it's actually um, made of 15 unique pieces 
um, with seven different zones. So it's, it's quite a complex thing they've put onto the back of this head, essentially to give you better feel, but also make it a little bit faster as well. And Ping have really thought about what this sort of golfer wants from their iron. So they actually made it a little bit stronger. I think it was probably getting lost in that in that distance battle with some of its rivals. They've made it a degree stronger, but from my testing, it hasn't meant that launch or peak height has been sacrificed. So it's a little bit longer, but you're still getting the stopping power into greens. They've made some changes to the to the sole. The bounce is a, is a little bit more bounce there, so it should be a little bit more forgiving on those. Gives you a bit of insurance, kind of on those um, slightly heavy contacts that you're going to get through the ground a bit quicker. Um, and they've also thought about the set configuration as well. Obviously, when you're making loft stronger, can create some gapping issues. So what they've done is they've added a 45-degree wedge into the set. So it goes pitching wedge 45, 50, um, and a few others after that as well. So really thought about the gapping of this club to make it more kind of um, consistent and give golfers the distance that they want to achieve. And there's also a lot of options with this iron as well. Just lastly, you've got the power spec, which is a little bit longer or stronger in loft. You've got the retro spec if you want to flight it a bit higher. And there's also the new high launch build, which is also available in the drivers as well. Worth noting that if, you, if you're a slow swinger, maybe a lady golfer, um, you want something that's going to be a bit more, a bit lighter to swing, a bit easier, you have the option of the driver and the iron. So lots of options with this Ping G430 iron to get really dialed in and get and achieve the distances that you want to, because a lot of golfers get drawn into hitting the iron as far as they can, but actually that does create more issues than it solves in, in a lot of cases. So um, you have options there to, to really get the, the distances that you want to. And I think the consistency, you know, as we've seen with Ping down the years, it's always a very consistent iron, very forgiving. It is a little bit smaller, a little bit more compact. The head size is a bit smaller, but the hitting area I found to be a little bit larger. So it does instill a lot of confidence at address. Still got the number inscribed on the face, which I absolutely hate, but yeah, they're never going to get rid of that from a G. It's a pingism, that isn't it? It's just going it to be is. there, yeah. Well, do you, you don't really see that though, do you, Joel? Address, I do, yeah. <laughs> He's looking out for it. <laughs> would it stop? It wouldn't it. stop you using that iron though, would it? No, of course not. But it's just a visual thing that, um, I, I, I'm a bit picketty about that sort of thing, yeah, but yeah, right. I think. It's a very mind thing. Um, you're really going to enjoy kind of what this is. It's a very user-friendly iron. Gets the ball out really easily. And it feels really good. You know, really powerful. Doesn't feel harsh or hard. It's, it's relatively soft. That badge is really working to not... Is it a forge-like feel? It's it's close. I wouldn't say it's quite there, but um, it's not as harsh as, you know, previous game-improving irons from down the years. Good analysis, Joel. Thank you for that. I'd recommend... If you're in your golf shop, go and take a look at that sort of badge in the back. It's really interesting. Love what they've done with the the 45 degree wedge. It just says 45, doesn't it, Joel? It's got the number 45. Mm. That helps you gapping. And it feels like generally with Ping, because they work on this two-year cycle, each new product that comes out every two years, we get more excited about it. And it feels like there's been a genuine move forward with them. I don't know if you agree with that. It feels like it with G430 especially. Yeah, we've seen it in the past with Ping holding back product because it wasn't tangibly better than the prior generation i think there was an lst driver from the g410 that got delayed because it, they just couldn't make it better and therefore they didn't release it so you you know from ping that when they do release it it's going to be better you know for me that was five or six yards longer obviously we know the lofts are, are one degree stronger but i do think some of it has come down to the technology they've incorporated into the making that face a little bit more flexible brilliant uh, i glossed over the fairway slightly but same tech as the drivers pretty much all got that carbon crown and you've got your lst your sft your max plenty of loss always seems plenty of options with ping doesn't there if you are going for a fitting like you said joel different specs of loft 
their color coding chart for their you know there's a lot that can go right with these clubs if you're in for a want to get yourself a full fitting yeah we know ping are uh, heavily into their custom fitting and, and rightly so and and i think that's that's the reason why they have so many options is that to make sure that golfers have the exact makeup for them that's going to help them perform to their best yeah and play I, their best as their motto is yeah i would just add that i think if you're going for a fitting and this would be the same across the board with all of the different brands really from the the products that i've seen they all all of the products that i've seen in 2023 are very aspirational and um so whether you end up with the sort of high launch high draw version of a driver or the low spin version or whatever iron you end up being fitted into you're going to have something that looks fantastic in the bag and also looks really good down behind the ball as well whichever model you end up in the brands have done a great job of making every product in their ranges and their current ranges that we've seen this year anyway look superb um, i agree totally that's agree. the benefit of it. so it doesn't really matter so the point is go if you are going for a fitting go with an open mind because really for me it doesn't seem like on a, on a looks perspective anyone should be veering from in one direction or another within a family of products you might say oh i love the way that the new callaway looks or i want to go for that fine you might think the same about ping or cobra whatever but once you're within that family then they should have something for you especially if you've got an open mind you should find exactly what you want yeah, I think it's a great year if you're in the market for some new stuff. Loads of nice equipment out. All looks great. We'll all perform for you in some way, depending on where you get fitted and how you get fitted. Um, so, chaps, we've had, we've got Shrixen ZX Mark II, we've got Callaway Paradigm, we've got Stealth II, Cobra Aerojet, and Ping G430. Plenty more to come throughout January and February, though. So keep yourself locked into the Gear of the Week show. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Hit that little bell icon, and you'll know when one of our videos goes live. And if you're listening on podcasts, make sure you subscribe. And if you rate the podcast as well, that would be nice. That would be lovely. We'd appreciate that. Um, which are you most excited about so far that we've spoken about? Any drivers you're already keen to go and get fitted for, get in your hand? Let us know down in the comments on YouTube. Uh, we would love to hear from you. But Joel, Neil, I think that's about it for this episode. Um, thank you very much for your time and your insights, Neil. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having Joel, me. thank you very much. Great work. Pleasure. Deepest sympathies to you, Dan, for getting another question wrong. Thank you, Joel. Uh, I'm going to be better this year. I'm going to be better this year. Well, you already uh, are, Dan. You got the first question right. Yeah, I'm one, one, 50% this year. So if I can yeah. keep it above that, everything's good. I'm sure there's people watching and listening at home who are 100% as well, like you, Joel. So well done. Uh, but for now, thank you very much for watching and for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>